All right, everybody, welcome to the Backseat Huddle Podcast, episode 27. As always, I'm your host, Tristan Weber, and today we're talking about championship game weekend. I'm going to be giving you guys my picks and analysis from this weekend. Hopefully, I get it right, even if I don't have a ton of conviction in one of my picks. So let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and start this off with the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to start off with this game because this one definitely feels like the easier of the two games to pick, mainly because based on visuals, optics, recency bias, whatever you want to say, the Kansas City Chiefs feel like they should lose this game. And I know I'm not the only one that feels this way because the Chiefs started out as roughly a two and a half point favorite and then got bet down to a two point underdog. So I am definitely not the only one that feels like Cincinnati will likely win this game. Here's the issue for me when I, when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs is there's multiple reasons I can name why I feel like they should lose this game. But I really only feel like there's two major reasons they should win this game. Number one, first and foremost, is obviously the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes factor. Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame quarterback, likely to be. You know, you, you just can't discount it. Andy Reid's really, really, really amazing, and as is Patrick Mahomes. You can't discount that. The second reason for the Chiefs is my continued concern for the Bengals' beat-up offensive line versus the Chiefs' defenses, defensive line. Last week on air, Tony Romo said something to the tune of, the Bills were obviously playing the Bengals. They said that the Bills' uh, defense is only roughly 27th in pressure rate since Von Miller got hurt. That's not the case this week versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs had the second most sacks in the NFL during the regular season, and that has to be something you can feel good about if you're a Chiefs fan going into a game against the Bengals' offensive line that's missing two, potentially three starters. Alex Kappa may come back this game. If Patrick Mahomes were fully healthy in this game, this game would obviously have significantly more intrigue and talking points. However, his health obviously cannot be understated, especially going into a game against the Bengals defense that appears to be playing its best at the right time. However, there is an interesting trend, if you'd like to call it that, for the Bengals versus Chiefs game. I'd like to thank Warren Sharp for this. Burroughs Bengals, are 3-0 versus Mahomes Chiefs. But the Chiefs have led by 18, 14, and 7 points in these games, have never trailed entering the fourth quarter, have trailed for an average of only 15 minutes each game, and have trailed for an average of only 7 minutes and 52 seconds each half. So based on that, it's worth arguing that the Chiefs have potentially had the better teams. It's just that Cincinnati is resourceful enough to win the games. However, I cannot bring myself to pick the Chiefs in this game for three major reasons. First and foremost, like I mentioned earlier, the Patrick Mahomes injury is a big deal. The dude was limping around trying to hand the ball off on running plays. 
And mobility is a huge part of Patrick Mahomes' play style. If he doesn't have as much of that, he may still have some of it, potentially will not have as much of that element. It makes it significantly more difficult to rely on him to win the game. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying it's significantly more difficult because you're taking out a significant element of his game. Given Patrick Mahomes did practice this week, but I am hard-pressed to believe that he is going to be a hundred percent. He's going to be a hundred percent recovered from a high ankle sprain in one week, which plays into my second concern for the chiefs. Say what you will about Patrick Mahomes and his greatness. Patrick Mahomes has put up a ton of yards, a ton of stats, a ton of touchdowns throwing to Travis Kelsey and a bunch of wide receiver twos and wide receiver threes. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful toward those players, but the NFL is a weapons league. If we look at the wide receiving core that Joe Burrow is throwing to, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, that sounds significantly better than Patrick Mahomes throwing to Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, and an unproven Kadarius Toney. Now, obviously, the Chiefs have Travis Kelsey and the Bengals have Hayden Hurst at tight end. But I'm still prepared to argue that despite that, as an entire pass catching unit, the Bengals are significantly better. The Chiefs have a Hall of Fame tight end, once again, and a bunch of wide receiver twos and threes. The Bengals have two legitimate wide receiver ones, including Jamar Chase, who has a case to be considered the best wide receiver in football. T. Higgins, who has had back-to-back 2,000 yards, or rather back-to-back 1,000 yard seasons, and Tyler Boyd, who is a legitimate number two. And then they have Hayden Hurst, who is a very good, productive tight end for them. That feels like it's advantage Bengals. And to kind of, to, to further that point, the idea behind the Kansas City offense is that they feel they can make their offense work because they have a Hall of Fame tight end, and then they can rely on Patrick Mahomes and his greatness to elevate those other guys. However, in this game, there's going to be a physical limitation for Patrick Mahomes once again due to the injury. So how high can we expect him to elevate that group of pass catchers against a Cincinnati Bengals defense that allowed the lowest completion rate and the lowest passer rating during the regular season and also has not given up 400 yard 400 net yards since week 8 I feel like that lack of pass catching prowess has to catch up to them somewhere in a weapons league and I feels like I feel like it is potentially this week third point The Bengals' run game looked really good last week against the Bills, and they had the fourth best run defense in the NFL. Meanwhile, last week, the Chiefs' defense gave up 6.2 yards a carry to Travis Etienne, 9 yards per carry to Jermichael Hasty, and 8.7 yards per carry to to Trevor Lawrence. The Bengals last week piled up 172 yards on the ground and Joe Mixon averaged almost six yards per carry. That feels like a mismatch going into this game. So based on that, let's just play pretend. 
and say right now Patrick Mahomes is 90%, 95%, hell, even 100%, which I seriously doubt. But let's say he's healthy enough that it really doesn't make a big difference in the game. What is the best way to beat great quarterbacks? Establish a run game, make the game shorter, and limit their amount of possessions. The Bengals appear to be in prime position to make that happen coming off of a dominant rushing performance. So even if Patrick Mahomes is fully healthy, the Bengals are in a unique position to limit his effectiveness just by virtue of keeping him off of the field. So based on all of that, I'm picking this game to not quite be as close as people think. I like the Bengals 31 to 21. I feel like it's going to be a close game, but Cincinnati pulls away at the end. It feels like they have a big rushing touchdown towards the end of the game. That's kind of my feeling based on it. All right. Second game, Philadelphia Eagles versus San Francisco 49ers. This one, I know who I want to win this game. I am, I am not objective in who I want to win this game. And I know who I think will win this game. The major key to this game is going to be how quickly Brock Purdy and the San Francisco offense start this game. The past two games against the Seahawks and the Cowboys, they started out slow and then figured it out. You cannot afford to do that against this Philadelphia Eagles team. The reason they got away with it the past two weeks is because, quite frankly, the San Francisco 49ers roster is just better than the Seahawks and the Cowboys roster. They're a better team. I don't necessarily know that I feel that way or I can make that case this week against the Eagles. They feel very even. And the obvious concern here for the San Francisco 49ers is exactly what it is every single week, and it's obviously their rookie quarterback. But I'm tired of talking about that. It's a tired point. At this point, we don't know. We don't know if he's going to rise. We don't know if he's going to crumble. And the concern is obviously there for the 49ers passing game. The Philadelphia Eagles are one of four teams in NFL history to have 40 or have 70 sacks in one season. And they have two excellent shutdown corners to go with it. And they look to be in position to shut down the 49ers passing game. The Philadelphia Eagles had the NFL's number one passing defense in the NFL during the regular season, and they only allowed 179 yards per game. That is amazing. But there's a counterpoint to this. There's a counterpoint to this, and that is against all odds and perhaps how it even looks based on optics. It's worth arguing that statistically Brock Purdy is playing better in the postseason than he was the regular season. During the regular season, Brock Purdy averaged 157 yards per game, 1.6 touchdowns per game with the passer rating of 107.3. In two games in the postseason, it's a short sample size, I know, but it's what we have. He's averaging 273 yards per game, almost 120 more and one and a half touchdowns per game, which is the exact same. And he has a passer rating that is slightly better at 109.9. So there's a case. However, if you're not a firm believer in Purdy versus the Philadelphia Eagles argument, which I'm not because it was a flimsy argument at best, the 49ers rushing offense has an advantage statistically against the Philadelphia Eagles rushing defense. 
The Philadelphia Eagles rushing defense was ranked 27th during the regular season, while San Francisco rushing offense was ranked 7th. There appears to be an avenue right there for the San Francisco offense to establish a run game, pound the rock, and take some pressure off of Brock Purdy, which is once again what they've done all season long. My issue is I came on this show and said exactly that last week against the Cowboys of the 25th, 21st ranked rushing defense. And they didn't, the San Francisco 49ers did not have any ground game to speak of until sort of the end of the third quarter. The 49ers have to get the run game going much quicker than they did last week against the Cowboys and establish that run game as quickly as possible and take off that pressure off of Brock Purdy or else it's, you got tough sledding if you don't. I'm rooting for the 49ers in this game. I genuinely am. But I don't think that they'll win this game. When I look at all of the things the 49ers do well, and there's a lot of them, I can look at the Eagles and I can see a counterpoint of something they also do extremely well. The 49ers have the number one offense in the NFL. The Eagles are number two, and they're separated by about a yard per game. 49ers had the number one rush defense. Eagles had the number one pass defense. 49ers had the seventh ranked rushing offense. Eagles have the fifth ranked rushing offense. 49ers have the 13th ranked passing offense. Eagles have the ninth ranked passing offense, although they're only separated by about 15 yards per game, which is not a lot. 49ers had the best turnover ratio in the NFL. Eagles are ranked third. 49ers have Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk. Eagles have A.J. Brown, Devontae, and Dallas Goddard. These teams feel very equal. They feel very close. And when that happens, I simplify it down to its base, the simplest, the quarterbacks. And the simple fact is you have to say that Jalen Hurts is better than Brock Purdy. Jalen Hurts is an MVP finalist. And Brock Purdy has started 10 games. There is a disparity between these two quarterbacks any way that you want to look at it. And it feels like that may end up showing up in this game because the pass, the 49ers passing defense, if I remember correctly, is ranked somewhere around 20th because I forgot to write it in my notes. So it feels like that could be a major deciding factor right there, just like it is every other week in the NFL because the, the NFL is too quarterback centric now. But that's a different topic for a different day. As such, I am going to pick the Eagles with absolutely no conviction, 24-21. to 21. This game feels like a major toss-up, and I will not be surprised at all if come Monday, the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. But those are my picks. Hopefully you guys liked it. Once again, feel free to like and subscribe. Take care, everybody.